What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on in to the SE Scoops Pro Wrestling Podcast for Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. I am SE Scoops Managing Editor Zach Haydorn, and man, I am here alone today, except for you. Tyler Sage is out on a, I guess, on a well-deserved vacation in the UK. He's in London right now, um, living it up. And uh, he shared some pictures on social media. You can follow him there at Ring of Tyler. It sounds like he's having <laughs> an absolute blast to the surprise of nobody. But um, needless to say, this show must go on. And had a couple had a couple backups lined up, but you know, stuff happens. But we move on and we onward and upward, onward and upward. So I am here and we are going to talk the week in wrestling like we always do here on the SC Scoops Pro Wrestling Podcast. I want to talk a lot about The Rock today. Um, I want to talk about uh, AEW Grand Slam uh, tomorrow. Uh, we record this on Tuesday nights. And so tomorrow is the big Grand Slam show. Arthur Ashe Stadium. Um, some, 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 some big matches that I want to make sure that we discuss and break down. Uh, and then I also want to spend a little time talking about Monday Night Raw last night and what I thought was a really strong show for for WWE um, at this point at this point in the year, um, given the circumstances of just going up against uh, up against the NFL. And so we're going to get to all of that and more and hopefully all of your questions, comments, that have already started to come in. So before we do, let's uh, take care of a little bit of business here. This is, once again, the SC Scoops Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are live on YouTube right here every single Tuesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, talking professional wrestling. So during NXT, halfway through, throw us on your second screen, and uh, we will <laughs> we will help carry you through um, that show. And, and yeah, just get your fix of, of wrestling talk every single Tuesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. You can find us the next morning um, on all podcast feeds. So we drop this on YouTube, and then we also drop it on the SC Scoops podcast feed, which you can get and you can subscribe to anywhere you get your podcast, anywhere and everywhere. If you can submit a five-star review um, and like the show and subscribe, that definitely helps us within the algorithm of the wacky podcast world. Um, it certainly helps. Um, also helps if you can subscribe to uh, the SC Scoops channel on YouTube and you can hit the little notification button so you know when we go live each and every single week um, right here. We've got the Super Chats open. Uh, it helps us greatly uh, for you guys to help contribute to the show. We certainly appreciate it. We will read live on the air any Super Chats, any comments, any questions um, that come in. So please feel free. Um, if you're listening to us live right now and watching us live, go ahead and uh, and submit those and we'll get to them as, uh, as the show goes on. With that said, I mean, why... Why wait? Why wait here? Let's just get to it. Um, the biggest news of the, the week so far is The Rock returning to um, WWE, making an appearance, um, a surprise appearance on last week's episode of SmackDown on Friday night. He appears alongside Pat McAfee. Um, he appears to kind of uh, <laughs> run down Austin Theory and... The Rock was in the news over the weekend for this appearance, and not just for this appearance, but because of some things that he said um, on the Pat McAfee show uh, on Friday ahead of the appearance on SmackDown and got the world of wrestling talking. And so we're going to start with The Rock today. Um, 
he, first and foremost, I I really want to point out before you know we get into the analysis of the business behind the rock, the fact that that he is able to go out there and do what he does and have the audience in the palm of his hand for as long as he does and as effectively as he does. It's, it's special to watch him perform in, in my eyes. And and I know that like, look, you know, you're going to have people who like the rock. You're going to have people who don't like the rock. You're going to have people who just, uh, you know, are just over it, you know, who don't want to kind of, have the rock be in the business of, of pro wrestling or kind of rear his head in um, at, at certain times in 2023. But I think no matter what, when you watch the rock in the ring doing what he does, it's, it's special. And it reminds you, or at least it reminds me anyway, that, you know, star power in, 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 in professional wrestling is just, it's so important. And I think sometimes you can forget that when you are on social media and you're talking about the battle between oh, WWE this and AEW that, and uh, I like this guy and I like that guy. You know, the brands have become a, a big part of this of this business, but the be all end all still is star power. And man, watching The Rock walk out, get the huge pop that he did, and get just you know the the reaction that he did and the sustained reaction that he did um it's just it's a reminder of how important that star power is it's also a reminder of just how controlled the rock is i mean i think you see nowadays like i always comment about this (laughs) on these shows or podcasts that i do or writing that i do you know when people are are kind of overwhelmed by the 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 moment like by a big pop like the rock got, I think you see sometimes um, kind of that emotion take over and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, everybody's, everybody's human and everybody, you know, is going to kind of react to that type of, <laughs> to that type of reaction differently. Excuse me. Um, but the rock, when he, when that music hits and he walks out, he just oozes star power because he can control those emotions he 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 doesn't get overwhelmed by that reaction it's like he's been there before he's done that and it doesn't mean it doesn't affect him doesn't mean he doesn't appreciate it doesn't mean that it's not a really really cool moment for him but i think it takes you know somebody that really knows how to control themselves in that environment to own that moment rather than have that moment own them and i thought you know, The Rock put that on display in full when he was out there on on um, on SmackDown, and he's able to just walk out there, soak it in, um, and and then you go from there, and and you and you do business, and and so to that end, I thought it was a really good night for for him, a good night for pro wrestling, a good night for WWE. You know, they get they get a huge boost in the ratings. You had John Cena on the show, so you're able to do that interaction. Um, it just made for a very cool, very cool moment. And, you know, it's good to see The Rock back. Like, you know, <laughs> WWE, look, if they're going to, you know, trot out Bad Bunny and make a big deal out about of that, if they're going to trot out Logan Paul and make a big deal out of that, when they get a chance to bring The Rock back in <laughs> and when they get a chance to have the biggest movie star on the planet, 
you know, or one of be on their show, you know, you say yes to that. You say yes to that. And that's always something that they're going to have in the back pocket. And so it's, it's, he's a special talent for them for the, for that reason. And, and this appearance from a like impact standpoint in terms of like, what impact does this have on WWE's next six, seven, eight, nine months? If you just look at the appearance in a vacuum, really nothing. You can't take much from it at all, right? Because he's out there, he's talking around with Pat McAfee, he's going back and forth with Austin Theory, who's pretty much you know a punching bag for for you know ret- returning baby faces at this point, or any baby face at this point. He's not you know a protected heel in the, in the company. Um, so if you just look at that, you're like, okay, this is a one off. We've seen this with The Rock before. It was fun while it lasted, and you know we we move on. But but earlier in the night or in the day, excuse me, Rock talking to Pat McAfee about how he had a handshake deal. It was locked in, as he put it, locked in uh, that he was going to wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39 inside SoFi Stadium, and that got the rumor mill going churning and burning right you know first of all i don't know how much i buy that right I, it, it never felt like outside of the fact that you have wrestlemania in la right which is obviously a connection to hollywood rock that's you know you can write that story very easily but that was the only really connection there was i mean wwe is not subtle <laughs> when they want to tease things or when they want the audience to know that something's going to happen. They, they don't, they're not subtle about that kind of stuff. And so I think if, if, you know, the, the plan was for the rock to come back and wrestle Roman Reigns, I think you would have gotten more of uh, kind of the rock, his name involved in the bloodline story. Like you're not, you certainly were going to have him, you know, kind of show up out of nowhere, but I think you didn't want, you wouldn't want to stay so distant from that family relationship, which they haven't really touched even to this point in, in time. Like, you know, everybody knows that the rocks part of that, that, you know, historic um, family that has so much history in WWE and is the root of the bloodline story. But, you know, they have not like tied the bloodline and the rock together much at all, if at all. And so, I don't know how much I buy that they had a handshake deal. Maybe they talked about it. Maybe they went to dinner, like you said, and they, you know, they brought it up and then that was it, you know, and you, you can kind of (laughs) grow that story in your own head, or you can just grow it just to, to get the rumor mill churning, which I think is what he, which is what I think he tried to do. Um, And it worked, but then, then he kind of adds fuel to that fire in the same appearance by talking about hey i'd be up for a match at wrestlemania 40 i sure i'd do that i'm not worried about uh i'm not worried about injury i'm not not worried about any of that i'm just worried about doing something special doing something special that's never been done before for the fans of course it's all about the fans it's all about the fans it's all about what they want i'm sure money doesn't play into it at all right rock not at all (laughs) but then the rumor mill really gets going and that is where the the conversation gets interesting because look WWE is moving along i mean they are in a in a strong position right now 
You know, they're, they've merged up with the UFC. They're under the Endeavor banner as TKO group. Their ratings are phenomenal across the board. They have record revenue, record attendance, house show attendance is up. You know, they are just clicking on all cylinders. They've got a really strong roster, you know, uh, from just a strict television perspective. they got a strong roster. They have things happening, and they've got talent that can perform in those big, you know, marquee main event slots at at this point. I mean, we've seen it for for, uh, at least a year now. Where you have people step up and they go toe to toe with Roman Reigns, it still feels like a big deal. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, um, Cody, like we're gonna. This all kind of leads back to Cody. But my my point is that you don't you're not looking at a WWE right now that that needs an appearance from The Rock, and or, or needs needs a, like a long term Rock program. Like to to kind of carry them across the finish line for WrestleMania 40. After all, they've already sold 90,000 odd tickets <laughs> to the show at very, very high prices. Like they're not, you know, trying to, you know, throw a whole bunch of stuff at the wall to see what sticks in order to kind of, you know, carry the burden of, of, of some of the shows that they've booked. Like they are in a good position. So you don't need, you don't need the rock. Um, Cody has come in and he is on a long journey right now. You know, since the minute he came back to WWE, it's been about finishing the story. They punted on it and he didn't get that title win over Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. And up to this point this year, post WrestleMania, it is everything has been building towards Cody getting that match again, the rematch. He's beaten Brock Lesnar. He's, Kind of got this thing going with Jey Uso right now. He talks about wanting to, to to finish that story. He's stayed away from Seth Rollins and the World Heavyweight Championship on Raw so as to keep the one title that he kind of has in his sights as his focus. A lot of what Cody's been doing and a lot of like premier time on the air has been given to Cody and this long-term finishing the story story, for lack of a better way to phrase it. And now you have The Rock who's throwing it out there. And if you're Triple H and you're Vince McMahon and you're Nick Khan, if The Rock wants to wrestle at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns, I mean, you're going to pull the trigger on that, right? That's that's my opinion. That's my opinion. And, yes, it will it, – it, it's going to kind of throw the Cody story for a loop. Um, and it's going to prolong that. And you never know if you're ever going to be able to get that heat back. But to me, The Rock wanting to come back is something you say yes to. That is that is good for business. Roman Reigns versus The Rock is, to me, one of the biggest matches you can put on. I think at this point, you want it to be for the title because you want uh, that match to signify that this is the biggest match in the company, on the show, that you can do between the two huge stars. So you got to put that title on the line in order for that, for it to carry that type of, that type of weight, especially the fact that Roman has been on this, you know, three year plus run. Now you, you don't, you can't, um, I don't think you can have Roman drop that title and then, and then go into this. I think you need him to have that, that, that belt. So 
yeah, that leaves Cody in the dust a little bit. That leaves him outside looking in again. And then, so I'll, I'll take, I'll use this um, topic to, as a springboard to bring up our first super chat. And this comes from Zach um, Barber, who's a, uh, who's a big longtime supporter of the show. And Zach, we appreciate you. Thank you very much uh, for the support and for, and for the question. I got to ask, he says, how foolish is Cody going to feel for abandoning the company he helped found? If the rock steals his spot at mania and he doesn't get his grand mania moment. Yeah. That's the issue. That's the issue that we're talking about. And my answer to that, Zach, is I don't, you know, look, I don't think Cody um, is going to feel foolish at all. <laughs> not not at all. Um, I really, I really don't. I mean, I think Cody will feel disappointed. I think he'll be frustrated. I think he'll be mad and upset and, you know, all the above, confused, annoyed, <laughs> like you name it. Uh, I think Cody would have a, a negative, like a negative emotion to 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 that happening to him but he's certainly not going to feel foolish i mean look cody has already main evented wrestlemania once right he's been in back in wwe for two wrestlemanias he's main evented one of them and had a marquee premier level return at the other one and before all this rock talk He's in line again to have a major WrestleMania match against the top star, Roman Reigns. Again, rematch, right? He Cody Rhodes is in a very, very, very strong position. So while, Zach, I agree with you that he's going to feel upset and disappointed and, and, and all of that, Cody, like this, he's a bigger star in WWE than he was in AEW. With, you know, regardless of the fact whether he started the company or abandoning the company he helped build, I mean, I, I just I don't see it that way. Period. I mean, he 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 built that company and he left, but you can't sit here and tell me that he's not a bigger star by far under the WWE banner than he was that he was in AEW. And so, while I think he would lose out to The Rock in the situation where if you're Vince and you're Nick Khan and you're Triple H and you're looking at okay. What is our main event of WrestleMania 40 going to be if The Rock wants to come back? Well, look, you know, Cody does get he does get moved aside uh, in, in that scenario. I mean, he just does. That's that's the tier that he's on. He's on upper, upper tip top tier right there with Roman Reigns. But when movie star Rock wants to come back in and have this, you know, once in a lifetime dream match with Roman Reigns, you know, you say yes to that. You absolutely say yes to that. And um, I, I, I think Cody, I, I almost think Cody, even though he's upset and annoyed and frustrated and all that, I think there is a part of him that kind of just tips his hat to, to the, to the situation. And, you know, Cody understands this business, you know, he understands how it goes. He knows the, the type of star power that, that the rock has. And, you know, and it's not like it's not like Cody's not going to get something good to do at WrestleMania, right? So, my my thought on this thing is, if you if you have Rock, you do the Rock match, you know. And I I think that if I'm Triple H, yeah, I hold I hold some other plans in order to get it done, just because of how because of how how, how much um, and how big of a match 
that could be. So that's what I'm doing. Thanks, Zach, for the uh, for the super chat. Really, uh, really appreciate it. Now, as to whether or not, yes, and let's go to another super chat here from Matthew. Matthew, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for supporting SC Scoops. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Will The Rock enrollment actually happen? And that's the question. And that's a great lead-in to my other set of notes here that I want to talk about, Matthew. Um, thank you for your contribution to the show. I, I don't think it it happens. I, I, I just don't see it at this at this point in time it, it going down with 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 Roman and the rock. Like I think in my personal opinion, I think the rock, you know, look, he's never gonna say, oh no, I'm I'm out. You know, I'm done. You know, I'm I'm done wrestling. Like I I mean until he's you know retired, retired. I don't think those words are going to come out of your mouth. I mean, the rock, the brand of the rock, just, it doesn't work. I don't think if he's, if he's, you know, kind of this retired guy that's coming back, like part of the aura of the rock is seeing the rock and seeing him come back and do his shtick and wonder whether or not, Hey, is he going to have this match again? Can he do this? Like it'd be huge to have him come back and face X, Y, Z. I think the rock understands, you know, that that's, that's part of the character, that that's part of the deal. That's part of the shtick. And so I don't think you're ever going to see him admit on camera, like, oh, no, I, I can't do that. I'm worried about getting injured. It's like he says he's not worried about getting injured, but of course he's worried about getting injured, right? I mean, you know, he gets hurt and, you know, that's a that's a big, big problem, whether it's because he's got – upcoming movies that he's got to film, whether he's got movies he's got to promote. He's got his hands in all sorts of different different businesses that make him way more money than a run in WWE would, would make him. You can't sacrifice that. So he's not going to come out and say, oh, I'm worried about getting hurt because that's not something that the Rock character would actually say. Um, but you can bet for certain that it's a consideration. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, he knows the business. You know, he, you can get hurt at any time. And so, of course, of course, it's something that, that he's worried about. So I factor that in, number one, that I think you can't take what he says at face value because he's he's out there being the rock. He's playing the rock character. Um, the second piece of that puzzle is, you know, I think he wants he wants that type of excitement out there. He wants people to be talking about a potential rock versus Roman Reigns match for a couple of reasons. The first one being, you know, I think he is able to kind of test the water with a comment like, Oh yeah, I'm ready to come back for, for WrestleMania for, I, I do a match at WrestleMania 40. He can use that comment to kind of test the court of public opinion as to whether or not people actually want him back. Like, you know, he, he, he doesn't want to be in a situation where, you know, he thinks he's making this awesome comeback and then fans totally crap on it. Right. And so I think he uses appearances like Friday. I think he uses, you know, comments like he made during the Pat McAfee show about a return to test the waters and, and to get a sense of what the appetite is for him to potentially come back. And then finally, you know, look, he throws it out there so that he can increase his value. You know, if he puts it out there and enough people believe that it's going to happen and, and WWE wants it to happen. And, you know, then rock kind of has WWE over a barrel, you know, and they gotta, they have to kind of give in to some things that maybe he wants because, you know, they've teased the match enough where 
not delivering on it would be in bad form. So I think The Rock is playing chess with, with all this, for sure. Because of what we opened the show with, though, because WWE is not in a position where they have to have The Rock right now. You know, they have another WrestleMania main event, like in the can, ready to go. Cody Rose versus Roman Reigns too. Cody tries to finish the story. Boom. Like that's there. You can go with that. And that is going to make headlines. And that is going to sell a lot of tickets. And that is going to create a lot of buzz. And they're going to break Peacock records. All of it. You're going to do that with Cody versus Roman. Um, so the so if you're WWE, you want to do the rock match. Don't get me wrong. You want to do that match. But maybe you don't have to give in to every single kind of request that Rock wants. Maybe Rock wants to be around for two dates instead of five dates. Or maybe Rock wants to make sure that he goes over and you don't want like I just don't like I just don't think you have to sacrifice everything in order to do that match. If Rock's going to come in and he wants to do business and it's going to be, hey, we're going to put Roman Reigns over. We're going to do this big thing with the bloodline. Roman Reigns wins and we move on. Okay. Like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm listening on that if I'm WWE leadership. But this is not a situation where you're WWE and you're like, okay, whatever it takes to get Rock in the ring, that's what we're going to do because that's because that's what we need. I just don't see it as that dire of a situation as much as you want to do the match. So it, it, it's all about negotiation, you know, at this, at this point in time. And so will I think rock and Roman? Well, I think it will actually happen. I don't Matthew. I don't, I mean, the other thing to factor in here and I, and a lot of other shows have talked about this, but you have the writers and the actors on strike right now. So, you know, The Rock's in a unique position. John Cena's in a unique position. Batista, if he ever wants to come back, is in a unique position because uh, the pro wrestlers are not a part of, of, uh, of, that, of, uh, of that union. And so they can show up in WWE, make a little money, and, and there you go. So if, if, if the strike is still on, you know, in January or February, um, yeah, maybe, maybe Rock does just go, yeah, whatever. I want to just do this. It'll be fun. Nice little payday. And, and we move on. So that could happen. I'm not saying it's not a possibility. I'm saying I listen to what the rock says and I just don't, I I'm just not fully convinced that he wants to come back to have a match. I mean, like the, the other side of this coin is if you, if you're the rock and you're out there being the rock in, in his, in his true form, you know, you're the trash talking guy and you're the guy who's going to, you know, whip everybody's ass. If that's if that's the character you're playing, like you, you, you have and, and you decide to do a match, you have to deliver. You know, you have to be able to deliver on that level. If you want to come back and do, you know, a, a match at WrestleMania that's once in a lifetime, it's never been done before, brand new, something really special for the fans you got to be able to deliver on that. And, you know, I just, who knows if the rock can at this point, I mean, it's been a long time since he's been, he's been in the ring over 10 years. Um, And so, you know, you just, you just don't know. You just don't know if he can deliver like, sure. Can he come back and do a people's elbow and hit a rock bottom and do a spine buster? Absolutely. I mean, the guy is a freak athlete, no question. But can he come back and have a 20-minute main event level pro wrestling match for the title with Roman Reigns? 
that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother ball game. So he may be thinking to himself, like, look, like these appearances are better for me. They're smarter. They still get a ton of buzz. I still get huge reactions and I don't really have to deliver on anything because I'm, because I'm, you know, just doing my thing. People's elbow and eyebrow. If you smell what the rock is cooking, hit the pose, call it a day. You know, it's, it's a lot riskier to go in there and do a match. And it, you know, if, if I'm the rock and the rock, you know, by all reporting and, and people close to him. And, and if you read stories about what it was like to work with him back in, you know, back in, back in the day, he, he's a perfectionist. He wants things to go the way he wants them to go. And I, I don't think you're going to see the rock commit to um, you're not going to see the rock commit to something unless he's sure that he can, that he can deliver. And, and that's just, that's just, that's just the truth of it. So it'll be interesting to follow this story for the next few, for the next few months, you know, as we go into the uh, Royal rumble season here and you come out of the holidays and, you know, you start trying to see where people are going to fit for, for WrestleMania. Um, the Rock is going to be, especially with the strike still going on, he's going to be somebody that's now in the conversation. And I think that's what he wanted <laughs> with this whole thing. It's not an accident that this all happened at, at the time that it did. And um, so we'll watch it. We'll watch it. We'll cover it all here on the show. We'll cover it at scscoops.com, and you guys are more than welcome to get your questions in about it as, as things develop uh, along the way. Thank you, Matthew. This is the SC Scoops Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube or you're watching us live on Twitter, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who's joining us after the fact uh, on our podcast feeds. Thank you for turning tuning in as well. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. If you're watching live and you want to get a question in or a comment in, Super Chat is open. We appreciate all contributions at all levels. It helps the show greatly. And uh, and we really, 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 really appreciate that. Let's move on to last night's episode of Monday Night Raw, which I thought was a, just an excellent episode, top, top to bottom. I mean, I thought it had some really good matches. I thought the even the low-card matches were entertaining enough. <laughs> Not perfect, but entertaining enough. And the stars of the show popped off the screen to me. Like it was like an important day for Cody and Seth and Drew and Jay, right? In the judgment day. Like I think like that's kind of your core group of raw stars right now. And they 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 delivered for, on that show up and down the card for three freaking hours. Um, so I thought it was a really, a really, really strong show. Um opening the show with Cody, I thought was a brilliant move. Cody with a hot audience and a, and a, and a, an audience that's not tired yet, who hasn't like been sitting through, you know, two and a half hours of wrestling. You could tell, man, you, you could tell that that was like an extra passionate reaction uh, to, to, to Cody Rhodes. And, I'm watching out there and sometimes I still can't believe it. Like that that's Cody Rhodes. Like that that's the guy that started AEW. That's the guy who wrote the list. It's like, it's amazing that he's just back doing his thing and it's working well for him so far. Cause it's, that's never a guarantee, especially with Cody, right? Like it's, it's, you, you never know kind of what you're going to get with, with what he wants to do out there. And sometimes he's walked the line in WWE where you're thinking to yourself like, Oh man, 
you're, you're too meta or, oh man, this is just too cute. This is too much. And so far he's not crossed that line in WWE. So I, I, I like to point that out because it's, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's fun to see. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch stars become stars. And I think, uh, that's what has happened here with, with, uh, with Cody Rhodes. Let's go to another super chat from Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. And Matt says, Cody is clearly the face of raw, not Seth. Yet he doesn't have a strong program. They've got to get him something to sink his teeth into. Yes, they do. Yes, they do, Matt. I, Matthew, I have been on that train for weeks now. You can read my raw receipt columns. They're up every single Tuesday on scoops.com. If you haven't, if you don't check those out, hey, why not? <laughs> I hope you do. Uh, there's one up right now. Cody is the face of Raw. No question. Um, and really up until yesterday, I would agree with you, Matthew, that he hasn't had something of a program since Brock Lesnar. And that that is a mistake. That is definitely a mistake. Um, it's, it was a month, you know, since SummerSlam up until yesterday where you're like, wait a minute, or more than a month, six weeks. And you're like, wait a second, what's Cody been doing? And, and the answer has been nothing. However, so I, I so I agree. They have to get him into something that he can sing his teeth into, no question. But last night on Raw, I think you saw in, in pretty pretty in a pretty clear way what that next thing is going to be. And I think it's going to be Drew McIntyre. I, I think it's going to be a heel Drew McIntyre. And they set that up very well for weeks on end. They've been showing us kind of the slow burn turn of Drew McIntyre to a heel. Like he starts off annoyed and then he, you know, gets into it with the new day. He's got the riddle thing going on. He's not really enjoying that. And like, you've just slowly seen his demeanor shift on, on raw. And then last night happens. Last night, the guy that Cody brings back, the guy that Cody's vouched for in Jey Uso is back, and he's wrestling Drew McIntyre. McIntyre beats him and then has an opportunity to save him from, you know, uh, an, an attack uh, by the Judgment Day. And, you know, Drew just stands there. He stands there at the top of the stage. He doesn't react. He doesn't go. He doesn't move. He gets booed by the audience, right? Who does make the save, though? Who runs right in front of him to make the save to a big, loud reaction? Cody. Cody Rhodes. That is where they're going. I think you're going to see Drew McIntyre turn on, on Cody. And I think you're going to see the heel turn fully manifest itself in that way. And now... At that point, you have Cody firmly entrenched in a big-time feud on Raw with another big-time star who's fresh, by the way. Like, Drew as a heel, I mean, my goodness. I mean, how, how good is that going to be, folks? Right? I mean, like, I mean, it's just right there for the taking. He doesn't have a spot as a, as a babyface on the show, and he's lost that spot to Seth and to Cody. Like, the story writes itself for why – Drew would become disenfranchised with the fans and with Cody and with Seth. Like it's all right there for the taking. And so that's where they're going. And so I, I, I think Matthew, you finally saw yesterday that, that, that that's, 
that that's a thing <laughs> that Cody now does have. I don't think it's an accident that WWE has put Cody and Drew on the opposite sides of this of this J thing. And so that's that's where they're going. And last night, one of the reasons why I liked the show so much last night was that it it framed that up perfectly. Like it really framed it up nicely. And then you have your residual players um, involved too. You've got Kevin Owens. You've got Sami Zayn. They're vouching for Jay, but Kevin Owens doesn't really doesn't trust Jay either. You've got the Judgment Day, who's trying to get Jay to come in. They gave him an ultimatum last night. You got to decide: are you with us or are you not? Jay decides not to be, and and so now Jay's in a in a feud with 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 Judgment Day. So everybody's got something going on. You know, you got Jay, you got Sammy, you got Kevin, who are involved with in Judgment Day still. That's six key players on Raw. And then you've got Drew, and you've got um, and you've got Cody now, who are going to be lining up, and they're going to be opposite each other. You've got Seth, and you've got um, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, and and they're you know still going. Chad Gable has his uh, has his big feud you know with with Gunther and his story that's still developing. Tommaso Ciampa is chasing Gunther. I mean, there's a lot happening. Nia Jax, regardless of how you feel about her, whether it's she's good or, or bad or not, I mean, she's a fresh element that's been tossed into the mix on Raw. Um, so you know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of positive. A lot of positive things happening on, on, on Monday Night Raw. And, you know, I think obviously it starts at the top of the card. It starts with Cody. It starts with Seth. Um, and, then it, and then it trickles down as everything gets into place. But last night on Raw, I walked away from that show feeling like, wow, like they really like, you know, they got their you know what together. You know, they, they've, they've got stuff lined up and in place for the, that that's that's significant in quality up and down the card. I mean, even 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 Chelsea Green and 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 Piper Niven, you know, they're on the outskirts of this Nia Jax thing because they got decimated by her yesterday. But you know, they're tag team champions. They're getting time on the microphone. You've got a story brewing between them, uh, Shayna and Zoe Stark. Like that's 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 there. You know, that's, that's there for the taking and, you know, and, and it goes all the way up to the top of the card. So I think that they've done a really nice job. And last night is really when it came into focus as to, wow, like they've got their talent in, in good positions and positions that are intriguing and positions that are meaningful um, and in positions where, Hey, like you're going to want to tune in to see what's going on. Yeah, maybe not. If Like, sure, maybe you're not going to sacrifice watching Monday Night Football to see what happens with, with Chad Gable, but maybe you'll flip it on later or you'll watch it on YouTube. Like, I think that there's enough intrigue there and they've created enough intrigue there where, you know, it, it's, it's smooth <laughs> from top bottom and top to bottom. And it just, in WWE, it just has not been that way for, for I mean, it's not a guarantee that your shows are that way. We know that all too well. Um, so last night was, 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 uh, was important. Let's talk about Seth Rollins really quick. So Seth, I give me Seth, give me this Seth Rollins all day long. <laughs> I like the unhinged, but serious Seth Rollins. I wish that they would have done a better job kind of planting the story of this is clearly what Shinsuke Nakamura is looking to do. She, he's clearly trying to drive Seth crazy. 
<laughs> and and make him lose control so he does something silly so that so that you know Nakamura can jump in and and win and win the championship. Like that's the story that they told last night. That's what they put a bow on last night. But the thing is, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three were not supremely effective in 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 getting there. Like I still think going into last night, it was pretty confusing as to why Nakamura was not accepting Seth's title matches when Seth was even injured. Right? They they did not they did not connect those dots well enough. This is why talent is important because Seth yesterday with that backstage promo, he did. He just kind of said, all right, chapters one, two, three, they weren't so great. <laughs> they were not so great. But here, here's chapter four for you. And here's the whole story. Just in case you didn't understand what happened in the first three chapters, which nobody did. Here's the rest of here, here's the rest of the story. This is what you need to know in a nutshell. And I thought he cut that like baby face not a go home promo because they're not going home to anything, but like a put your cards on the table type promo. Like, look, Shinsuke, you're driving me crazy. I can't deal with this anymore. What I will do anything that it takes to get you in the ring. You pick the time, you pick the place, you pick the stipulation. I don't care. I'm unhinged. Let's do it. I want to beat you. And I want to, you know, retain, retain this championship. Like that was like, that's a baby face promo. That is a baby face promo. That's what you want your baby faces to do that is how you want them to go because you create investment in that mission now you can promote which is what they did for next week shinsuke nakamura is gonna answer seth's challenge boom and now you've got a story now you've got a logical you know beginning middle end and and yeah they, they, again they did they, they did not set the hook good enough early on but the talent talent rings out, and I thought Seth did a really nice job. So yeah, Matthew, I don't think Seth's the face of Raw, but he's a very important act on Raw. That's for sure. I mean, he's a, he's you know if he's not a number one guy, he's one at one B. He's one B, and I thought last night is you know he 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 uh, he proved it. He he proved it out there. Um, Matthew, thanks so much for all your contributions to the show today. This has been a fantastic little conversation that we're having back and forth. Uh, we got to get a rock and LA night moment from Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how it goes. I think that's how it goes. Yes. That would be fun. I thought maybe we would be in for that on, on, uh, on, on Friday night, you know, at some point. Um, but this, the stars clearly just didn't align for that to, to happen or to or to make sense. But I mean, that's something that you know launches that launches LA Knight a little bit higher. You know, you get him in there with the rock and the rock, whatever, raises his arms or whatever. Like that's that's a moment. And I think that could be a cool moment. And and you don't have to play all your rock moments <laughs> at once. I mean, even if you don't do a Roman Reigns versus Rock match, like boy, having them just cross paths would be very, very, very interesting. Um, so, yes, I agree with you. We got to get a rock and LA night moment, but, um, you know, you don't got to play all your cards at once. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. You got a couple more here, and we will make sure to get to those by the end of this show here. Um, okay, let's move out of WWE land. We spent some, uh, some, some time there. Uh, let's talk AEW. They've got a big show tomorrow night, and it's a show that I – it's, I don't know, guys. Like, it's a little sad to me. It's a little sad that there's not. I, you just think back to like the the first and even the second 
Arthur Ashe show um, as it being like these pivotal, like tentpole moments for AEW. And this show just doesn't have that vibe to it. It's, it doesn't, I mean, it's a big show for sure, but it doesn't have as much buzz as the first one. It doesn't have as much, you know, buzz as the second one. The card is not as good as it was on either of them. And yeah, that's going to happen. You know, I mean, if you have three Arthur Ashe events, one's going to be the best and one's going to be the worst. So this is certainly the worst out of the three, but that, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a bad show. Uh, the ticket situation is interesting, <laughs> worrisome. If I was Tony Khan, but you're just not able to, to, to push and move tickets like you were able to a year ago. Um, some of that has to do with the card. Yes. Some of that has to do, I just think with just churn, you know, just regular kind of churn. And I think some of it has to do with the fact that, you know, you're burning out, you know, stuff that you want your AEW fans to do. You want them to watch all in. You want them to watch all out. You want them to turn around and do this and go to this show. And go. Like it's a lot. And not everybody's going to do everything, you know? And, uh, and especially now when you've, and you've added two more hours of, of AEW programming. So it's not imperative that you watch Wednesday because hey, you can get it on, you can get it on Saturday. So there's a lot of things like that factor into the fact that if this is not as, notable of a, of a show that it's been in recent years, but it's going to be really cool. Nonetheless, you know, it's going to be, you know, that Arthur Ashe stadium. I mean, yes, it'll be interesting to see how they're able to shoot it to make it, make it look like it's not half full. Um, but regardless, it's just a cool venue. It's a cool thing that AW can do that they do that WWE doesn't do, which is run Arthur Ashe. And it's, I, I think it, it's a nice, it's a nice tradition. Uh, the uh, big matches on the show, two of them that stand out. You got MJF versus Samoa Joe for the AEW World Championship. And then you also have Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli for the ROH Championship, or ROH World Championship, and the New Japan Strong Championship. Title versus title. So many titles. You get one. You get one. You guys know how I feel about that. Too many damn titles in AEW. And this is this is a great example on one show, you got three world titles that are going to be on the line. Like we got to draw the line somewhere. Folks have to do it. The, the Samoa Joe versus MJF match. I'm going to go to Matthew's super chat here. I think Joe needs to win tomorrow. MJF is stale to me. And the whole main event scene feels stale. Something's got to change over there. And in a big way, very interesting, very interesting. And I, Matthew, I don't think you're the only one who has that sentiment. I mean, I have that sentiment. I think you, you gotta you gotta inject some life into the into the product a little bit. Um, sometimes that can mean random title change, which is what this would be. You know, I, I know that Joe has been, you know, he's got the long term credibility. You know, but I think. You can cash that in better as a challenger for the world title rather than, you know, like an actual world champion. Like he doesn't, he screams strong heel challenger for the world title more so than he does like, like, like world title holder. And there's a difference. Like, you know, I mean, I think he's just a good challenger. I don't think he's somebody that, you know, in the long run will, will, will freshen the company up and the main event scene up. 
like in the short term, yes. And maybe that's what you want. Maybe you just want to like just get the stink off you from CM Punk and all the, the craziness there. And, and like, okay, you did this Adam Cole MJF thing and that's uh, kind of lost its way maybe a little bit. And you're just, you just kind of lost your way. And this could be a good reset. You have MJF chase as a baby face and chase Joe down and win the title back. Reasonable. You can absolutely do that. Um, I disagree, though, with your broader point, Matthew, that Joe needs to win. I think MJF needs to win. He is he is your, your guy. Like, he is the biggest star in your company. He is the best performer in the company, you know, across the board. When you're talking about star power in ring, on the microphone, you know, he's a jack of all trades as far as that goes, sometimes to his detriment. But he he's the guy that you need to build on. You need to build on him. And I think the way to freshen him up is not to, like, take the belt off of him. It's to just reframe what he's doing, you know? Like, enough of the comedy stuff. Enough of, like, the bro-y best friend stuff with Adam Cole. Like, it's whatever. Be friends with them, but be serious. Like, why, why can't you be serious, friends, that are tag team champions in ROH and you're going to defend those titles? And, 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 and you can go back to being like the MJF that everybody really likes, not yucking it up MJF. I, I, I think that he's stale to you, Matthew, because he's just off a little bit. Like he's not – he's playing – like he pulled out a sliver of the MJF character and is fully leaned into that sliver, that piece of his personality. But he left a lot of it out as a babyface. I think he needs to find – the full MJF character again, and then just run with it as a babyface. People want to see that. I think like some of the best MJF moments were him as a heel. I, I think about his promo after beating Brian Danielson in the in the uh, Iron Man match earlier this year. That was one of my favorite promos that he's ever done because that was him as a champion with a big win under under his belt and looking the part and talking like the person in the role. He hasn't been that guy. He hasn't been that guy. He's been fun and he's been funny and he's been enjoyable to watch, but he sacrificed a whole side of him that I think draws better as a world champion um, to, 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 to accomplish that funny stuff with Adam Cole. And that's what I think you're looking at, Matthew, in terms of him being stale. But I think you can find it again by having him just win a ruthless, destructive match with Samoa Joe, and then you get him into the Cole thing. Like, you, I pull the trigger on that right away. Get out of this. Like, I'm pulling the ripcord. Like, you did it. It was fun. But it's not something that lasts forever. You know, it's like it's like – it's like the acclaimed or it's like Rusev day where it's like, yes, you want to strike while the iron's hot with it and you want to make money with it while you can, but it can't, it can't let sustain itself forever. It, it just, it can't. And so I think that's what they're finding out right now is that they decided, all right, let's go with this a little bit further, but, uh, Oh wait, everybody was kind of waiting for the story to go down all out weekend and all in weekend. 
And instead, you kick the can down the road. And now nobody's really interested. Like, I think they were interested because they wanted to see what would happen between those two. And Cole and MJF just shaking hands and walking off was not, it's not all that compelling. It's not all that compelling. And so to me, I go, you know, you do this, you do this match at Grand Slam, MJF beats Joe. You do a match at Wrestle Dream. Cole and MJF defending the ROH world titles against somebody. Boom. That's where you do the angle. That's where you do the Adam Cole turn. And now your winter and your November pay-per-view is built around, you know, the equity that you've created with, with MJF and Cole. Like that's your blood feud. That's your world title feud. That's, that's your main program. And you run with that. That's how I think you get MJF back by giving them something meaningful to do. Because this Cole stuff, it just, it lacks impact. You know, it's there and it's fun, but that's all it is. You know, Kip Sabian is fun at times. <laughs> Poor Kip Sabian. Our uh, truth is fun, you know, but he's not your world champion. And I think that's where this whole thing has kind of lost its way. Great question, Matthew. Um, and so I'm picking MJF. I expect this match to be. To be really good. I hope it doesn't main event. If I'm if I'm Tony Khan, I'm main eventing with Claudio and Eddie Kingston. And it's totally against my being to say something like that because you know your top championship should main event your your big shows. Um, but the ROH world title, I suppose, is a world title too. And the fact of the matter is the story between Claudio and Eddie has been brewing for months and months and months. And you know, I think you get the strongest reaction from the audience that you want in a world where they're in the main event and you have Eddie as a babyface trying to win that title. And I pull the trigger on that as well. And you just, you send everybody, you send everybody happy at home, happy, you know? Um, so I want, I want that match to be in the main event. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. be. So whatever, Tony, if you're listening to, when you listen to this, Tony Khan, just, you know, mark my words. It'll be better the other way. <laughs> be better the other way. All right. We'll finish up with one more comment from Matthew here uh, in the super chat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate you and your support. Thank you very much. Um, he says, Kenny Omega as a serious world title contender versus Adam Cole or Joe, that would be money. Joe and Mox freshen it up. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's your argument. I mean, you make a compelling case. You know, I think that's, that's fresh, but isn't, isn't Omega, you know, MJF a good, I mean, that's fresh Omega, uh, MJF versus Cole fresh, right? Like uh, MJF against Ricky Starks at some point, like that's a fresh feud, you know, with Starks as a heel. There's a lot of ways you can go with, with MJF as world champion, you know? And I think, you know, Kenny Omega, against MJF. I mean, that's not a match we've seen yet in AEW. You know, that's a, that's a big, that's a big time match. Hangman Page and MJF is another big one, you know? And I think with all these guys, with Adam Cole changing his like heel babyface allegiance, that opens up a whole multitude of opportunities. Cole versus Cole versus um, MJF is one. Cole versus Joe is potentially another one. Cole versus Omega is one. Cole versus Page again is one. Cole versus Darby. You know, the list goes on and on and on and on. Cole versus Orange Cassidy again. Like, the list just goes on and on if Cole 
is realigned, and which is why I think it's just you know a pretty compelling case to turn him heel uh, at the end of this MJF story because there is so much for him to do. But yeah, I mean, so is Kenny Omega as a serious world title contender, as you say here, Matthew? It's it's absolutely a like would be money, you know. And frankly, folks, like we just have not seen that yet. Like he had a nice little run, but man, you look at you know his title defenses, and it's kind of ho hum, you know. And Kenny Omega has yet to put on that serious world title contender hat in a in a in a tip top star a new japan kind of way you haven't seen that kenny omega yet so if if he shows up yeah that's going to add a whole layer to 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 everything so looking for the show tomorrow we'll have you covered at cscoops.com keep it locked there um and uh and yeah follow along with our reporting and our analysis it'll be there uh all day that does it i talked for a long time Thank you to everybody who tuned in live. Thank you to everybody who uh, submitted a super chat and contributed to the show. We certainly appreciate it. Matthew and Zach, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it means a lot and it really helps the show uh, survive and keep going. And, uh, and we will be here every single week, nine Eastern on Tuesday and on everybody's podcast feed Wednesday morning um, for your wrestling talk. So do me a favor, um, subscribe to the SE Scoops YouTube channel, um, SE Scoops. Just search SE Scoops on YouTube and you will find us. Subscribe. There's a ton of great content up there. Ella just had a wonderful interview with, uh, with Chelsea Green. The Top Rope Nation podcast is there. You can find back episodes and special clips from, from, from that show. Those guys do some wonderful work, so check, check that out. Um, it is a treasure trove of content, uh, SE Scoops on YouTube. Um, while you're at it, you can find out my project, Brass Ring Media. Um, we uh, do some writing over there, and we do uh, a couple other audio shows um, that you can check out that are exclusive for our members. So if you liked what you've heard here and, uh, and want to add a dose uh, of me and of Tyler, Brass Ring Media, uh, search for that on Patreon, patreon.com slash Brass Ring Media. It's $4, uh, and you can uh, become a member uh, and catch all of our content weekly and join our Discord community. Wrestling talk away from Twitter. It is a miracle. You'll love it. It's been a blast. Um, that We've been around for a month now, and it's been really, really fun. So check us out, Brass Ring Media. Um, outside of that, guys, keep it locked to sescoops.com. It is stocked all day long with news, analysis of the pro wrestling business. All day. We have a wonderful team of contributors that um, are constantly on the beat, just making sure that they've got – like the correct information, real pro wrestling news stories, uh, and good analysis behind them. So if you haven't made sescoops.com part of your wrestling fix and part of your day, please do so. I uh, I know that you will not be <laughs> disappointed um, in that. Thanks to everybody who listened live. Thanks to everybody who's listening on the podcast. I appreciate it. For Zach Haydorn, we'll see you next week, guys. Later.